0: Welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. Matt and Dez Gonzalez are the founders of Kingdom Culture Ministries, a nonprofit organization that specializes in training, consulting, and resourcing leaders. Join them as they talk about life, family, faith, and all things prophetic. Now let's get to today's episode of the Matt and Dez Experience.
1: Welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. I'm your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. And I'm your other co-host, Desiree Gonzalez. Today's episode, we have some of our best friends in the whole world. We've been waiting to uh, record this episode with our great friends, Lance and Lori Kaufman. They are in the studio today. What is up, Lance and Lori?
2: Hey, guys. How's it going? We're so excited to be here.
1: (laughs) How about you, Lori? Lori, we just actually uh, released an episode with you from the uh, actual Rise conference and it was amazing but now to have the power couple in Come the on. studio <laughs> it's
3: gonna be fun So is, excited is amazing here. and we've
1: been really <laughs> waiting to record this uh, podcast because in this episode because of the fact that we have a powerful story yes and one of the reasons we have this podcast is we believe one conversation can change a narrative and also we want to be able to share people's journey so we have an amazing story that we want to share today the four of us you know when we did this podcast podcast the whole podcast is we believe that one conversation can change the narrative and we love hearing about people's journey and story and presenting that to you to the listener and we have a powerful story Mm -hmm. that we really believe we wanted to record the four of us together because this story We've seen the fruit of it already. It brings healing. It brings reconciliation to relationships that have either gone sour, uh relationships that have been disconnected and it's just uh, it's been amazing.
3: Yeah, we are so excited. So let's get into it. Let's let's go way back. <laughs> let's take it all the way back. So how long have we known you guys? Let's see. We met A you long guys
2: time. I think in 2004. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: It was before. Yeah
2: actually maybe yeah, before was, that we did Break the Silence
1: well. yep. in yeah. 2003 yeah. yeah Yeah. so Lance was uh, he was actually <laughs> traveling and doing uh, Break the Silent it was like Break the Silent movement it was actually yeah. an event that you were traveling we were campus ministries at the time at Delta College and you, we hosted one it was the first mm-hmm. time we got to yeah. connect and I think it was a year before we actually met before you guys were actually going to plant a church mm-hmm. and you guys want to talk a little bit about your journey because how we kind of met I know you yeah. guys uh, were Planning a church out of Lodi, California. And then, uh, you guys kind of reached out to us. You want to talk yeah, about that?
2: Yeah, it was in 2005. Um, we officially, uh, planted the Life Church in Stockton. We were, uh, on staff at a church in Lodi and, uh, we launched out to start that church. Uh, Stockton being a college town, we knew to see that city one for God. We had to be on the campus. We had to have a presence. Yeah. So we had a choice to make. Either we go and reinvent the wheel or, uh, we reach out to some people that are already doing it. And, uh, uh, we we had heard and uh, knew uh, that, you, Matt, before we met you before, yeah. uh, Des, um, at the time, we're on the campus, um, really doing a great work there. So we knew we had to reach out to you guys and uh, and just see where God would take it. And I remember we were at a Starbucks and, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, just chopping it up a little bit and sharing yeah. vision. Never thought in a million years you guys would say yes to anything we asked because we really <laughs> didn't know. So we did our best job, cast the brightest vision we can cast, and then invited you guys to come on the team. And I, I don't know how long you prayed about it, but you said yes.
1: (laughs) All good things happen at Starbucks, right? (laughs) Is that
2: what it is? (laughs) All good things happen at Starbucks.
1: I know we started at Starbucks, but I believe... We made our decision. You guys invited us out. We was at Chili's in Lodi, it California. Was. Yeah, we were having some uh, good All great old great decisions. Yeah.
3: happen around food and coffee, yeah. right? Yeah. Am yeah. I yeah. right? I can't go wrong okay.
1: there. And fajitas. Yeah, I so we well. were having yeah. fajitas. Awesome. I remember. I remember that meeting. We were eating some fajitas, and and uh, you guys had mentioned about possibly us coming on staff as far as maybe doing some prophetic evangelism. And, yeah. And uh, and kind of discussing, and I remember the response I told you guys because we were just getting to know you all, and I was just like, "Well, let's try it out for six months. Let's see if it works for
2: six months." You guys
1: are planning the church, we, you know, and so um, and
2: that made me feel rejected already.
1: Oh man! But I think part of it was like we were in this journey, and what ha- I-, I remember though, I said six months, and we never read. I mean.
3: That conversation never happened. Yes. It never Six happened. months <laughs> came and went <laughs> because everything was going so great. It was, yeah. so it was good. like flawless, you know. It was
1: really, really good. And and so the church started, and it was actually birth in revival. It was it was a move of God. You guys birthed a, a movement, uh, the Life Church that we got mm. to be a part of, and it was it was it was fun.
2: It was a blast, yeah. We determined early on that we would not do church normal, the normal Mm. way, and that we wanted to start out of the the fire revival. And we did. Had no idea what we were doing, but but we were doing it.
1: It, that was so true, and I remember. I mean, we were seeing miracles, salvation. Uh, I mean, just uh, some radical encounters. I remember uh, during Sunday morning meetings, sometimes we would see. We, I remember we were we were meeting at a school, and got the the glory of God's presence showed up, and there was like a little piece chunk of gold bar yeah. showed up on the stage out of nowhere. And it's like, what the heck is going on? I, I mean, I yeah. mean, just different things would happen. Uh, people would get delivered, saved, and it just was. It was such a great time. But the main focus was i think we we had found our great friends i mean we were doing campus ministry for a season Mm -hmm. and uh, i remember during our campus ministry days we would have uh, pastors and church leaders invite us out to be a part of what they had going on but it was always a transaction like they wanted us to join their church because they knew we had a lot of young people and they wanted all the young people to come to Mm -hmm. their church and i just remember what stuck out about you guys when you guys approached us was that you guys really weren't seeking a transaction. You actually were seeking a relationship. Right. right. And that's where it started. It started on the basis of a relationship. that was our foundation. It just happened that we saw revival and had fun on the way. Yeah. Which was yeah. like icing on the cake. <laughs> yeah. So going through that journey and building the relationship and over the years of planning the life church.
3: And just a kind of a side note, like, you know, a lot of these other places that would ask us to come to their church or whatever, you know, sometimes we forget like the chemistry factor, yeah. you know, yeah. And, so and, and true. like some of these, um, other places, they were good. I mean, they weren't, it wasn't anything, but we just didn't have a connection, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, I don't want to put it in a light that all of them were seeking like this, um, you know, to use us or something like that. But one thing we did feel right away before they even, before you guys even made an offer, you know, to <laughs> us, we just wanted to be your friends. Like it was like, yeah. there was immediate connection and chemistry. And so that's really how it all started. Started, you know? Yeah,
1: chemistry, and, and we built, I mean, we started doing life together. around right the same time, I remember, uh, Lori you just had uh, given birth to Noe, yeah. or you were pregnant with Noe, which was it birth, or were you pregnant?
2: I'm well, trying to remember. When we
0: launched, she was six months old. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so
2: yeah, had, right. But on the Monday nights that we met before, which yeah. you guys were a part of, she was pregnant with Noah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so it was both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was so crazy because I even remember the early days because it,
1: it reminds me a lot of the book of Acts. Hmm. Like we were just meeting on Sundays, we would meet during the week. We would gather at someone's house and we'd have these prayer meetings. Mm-hmm. Where we would actually see, I remember words of knowledge. We had a, a a young girl named Justine who actually came to the meeting. Who was working at Subway, and she was partially deaf. Was working, but she had a hard time working at her job because she couldn't hear the the uh, the actual bell go off when the when the oven was ready. She was telling us all this stuff. Oh, and I and, remember that now. Yeah. And um, partially deaf in both ears and she came to the meeting and she got our hearing restored and completely healed and uh was testified doctor and so we would see stuff like that that's that's all we knew yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's how we started yeah. <laughs>
0: remember we even had some crazy prayer meetings at our house on wednesday nights
3: mm-hmm.
1: yes with like
0: college students and crazy stuff yeah.
1: oh man that, that was that was crazy so some of the backstory, so you the listener knows that was kind of our history it was a relationship revival a move of god that started in stockton california we were seen on the campus, but we we're also it at the church. And that's really, I mean, I'm convinced that the local church is the vehicle that God uses to help not only just create family, mm-hmm. but to see the extension of the kingdom of God. And, and I know the kingdom of God can be expressed outside the church, but it really is a, a place where you see the foundation of that built. Mm-hmm. And so it was just so exciting. So we built this relationship at the time. I mean, Des, we dating when we, we were actually with yep. you guys. We were boyfriend, girlfriend. We had, <laughs> uh, during the process, we got engaged and then we got married and you guys were involved in our wedding. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, this is the type of relationship we uh, we built. And then things begin to happen. Dun, dun, dun. dun. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I like to say it this way. Part of it was, you know, We were a part of a denominational structure where there was a real high value on uh, truth and being right rather than relationship, Mm -hmm. and this is in the not, but sometimes in that denominational structure, when there's such a high value on truth and being right, sometimes relationship can be disconnected. On my end, I was this young uh, young leader who uh, was actually, uh, you know, I had some hurt from the church because it seemed like as a campus ministry leader, me and as we, we experienced some rejection from the church. And also, you know, when you're, when you're like, uh, you know, 26, 27, 28, you kind of think, you know, it all, <laughs> right. You're in that season where, yeah, I yeah. know it all. And so the woundedness, some of that, I, I think I, I, at the time it was probably hard, you know, my, I think you said it best earlier, you know, my passion for revival and the hunger that I had was good. But also, I needed some wisdom.
3: Yeah, and and like you said, the the structure that we we all kind of grew up in was that you know it's the cost of the call, you know, and and so relationships kind of go with that, and yeah. it's you 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 begin to think that it's right to value these theological, you know, um, beliefs that you hold so tightly, and then at the expense of relationships. Yeah, and um, that's what began to happen.
1: Yeah, and so. Part of it is, you know, any uh church structure that you're a part of, I like to say this way there's open hand convictions, closed hand convictions. And so open hand convictions are the things that we all have to agree on. That Jesus is the only way, he's the son of God, that he died. You know, there's some biblical uh foundation that we see in the Bible that we all need to agree on. Those are the uh those are the close-hand convictions. I'm sorry, I hope I said that right. Close-hand convictions. Then there's open hand convictions. There's some theological background as, as maybe eschatology, how end times are going to happen, pre-trib, post-trib, all these other things that we, we may not be too sure about that many times divide us. And so in that denominational structure, there were some things that we, we had that kind of divided us a little bit. And I'm over here thinking like, oh, it's control, it's control. So I'm like distancing, distancing myself. And maybe it was. No, <laughs> no, no. And so here we are, and I think part of it, when I look back at it now, is sometimes in our relational structure, we let things just go by. We don't have conversations. And when you don't have difficult conversations, Then relationships you value, there's an underlining tone where you can get better, where you could have fear come up because you you didn't have that conversation of some things you're holding inside that you get to talk out. So when fear comes in and and begins to become a breeding ground, fear makes us, you know, fear brings the worst out of us.
3: Speculation being a big one. Yeah. And so So you assume a lot and you think, you know, what the other person's thinking and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm.
1: And so it started breeding disconnection. And that's kind of what happened our our end. But what happened your end? What was your guys' take? What was your view? Because I know we want to talk about this. This is this is the conversation that a lot of church leaders don't have, and a lot of people are actually
3: going through this right yes. now. I really I really yeah. believe that, and we've heard um, different situations of a lot of people when we travel. So I really feel like this is going to be so yeah. impactful, our story, and yeah. um, I can't wait to get to the good stuff
1: too. <laughs> so the disconnection in our Ritty, heart. Gritty. Come on, the disconnection in our heart happened there. <clears throat> Where did the disconnection begin to have happen for you guys?
2: Well, you know, I mean, we so wanted to do it right. I mean, that was our yeah. heart, you know. And at the end of the day, we love people. That's why yeah. you do what you do. But mm-hmm. I think you guys said it uh, a minute ago that we were part of a movement, a denomination, you know, that caused us to come under um, a system. Yeah. And so we became product of a system. We moved within the system. Wow. There was protocol within the system. This is how you did it. And really the hallmark of success or the measurement for sec- success um, in in most movements this one in particular was how big is your church mm-hmm. how many people are attending on sunday how wow. many ministries yeah. do you have uh, how many outreaches are you doing yeah. it was all number base not relational base Come you on. would go to a wow. meeting and the first question um you know i wish i was exaggerating this and i'm not the first question would always be not hey lance how's the kids how's Lori? how wow. how are you it was always how many are you running now And I can't tell you how many times we were asked that question, but we are all part of a system that was driven by numbers and Mm. statistics. And so the value system in the movement was off. It was off. The kingdom is about relationship. Come on. So you have guys and gals in ministry who truly love people, and they really at the bottom deepest most part of their heart value relationship become part of something where relationship kind of gets submerged to the bottom and and it just happens so for for me it was um insecurity i'll let Lori speak for her because she probably did more things right than wrong in all of this and i probably should have listened to her more (laughs) and uh no i i know i should have Um, Like brought her into the conversation. (laughs) Um, But uh, I was a wounded son that became a wounded father
1: wow
2: and you know and i knew what i carried um they knew what i carried it was more about um getting me up a ladder ministry is more of a uh, you know um, let's climb the the ladder and um i was also a leader in the movement um so uh that carried some weight within the movement so it was all about position and rank and not about people at some point
0: it was like kind of like a corporate structure is what we were building. But what our hearts wanted was kingdom we didn't realize at the time there was a difference between kingdom and and typical church and we had experienced Mm -hmm. typical church but we knew we didn't want that when we launched out we wanted to build relationship and family but we didn't we knew what we didn't want to do but we didn't know what how to do we didn't didn't know how to to build what we hadn't seen so
2: good we knew what we we wanted but we didn't know how to do it and we didn't have youtube back then really we didn't have facebook we didn't have social media myspace was it exactly and so (laughs) we didn't really have a grid to look at mm-hmm. and so for me i think it all started with you know um not being very insecure first of all in ministry because in those structures you are so aware of what you're not and not who you are mm-hmm. and so i had to cover up those things so if you have a strong leader which um you know met very strong yeah. and gifted and we're working side by side um doing things you know um, if people clapped for you louder than they clapped for me on a particular sunday wow. you know insecurity would yeah. uh, you know come to the top and and that was all because i was a wounded son that was now a wounded father wow and so it was a lot of that that was the starting point point. And, and you had a better smile than me i mean
1: <laughs> you really <laughs> want oh, <man>. to- <laughs> could i could i ask you a question while sure. we're in here lance this is like i got chills right now as you're talking me too. what how uh, oh man i mean i'm just i'm jacked up right now you know um you said that you were a wounded mm-hmm. son who became a wounded father. Yeah, how did you recognize that? And what are some keys that you can give to those who have been wounded sons and are now in a father position?
2: Yeah, I mean, because again, it, it, it's you, you're the product of a system, you know. So you're manifesting something you're not, and I was acting out in ways that didn't represent really who I was. But you're part of a system that gives rewards to the way you're acting. Ooh. And so you kind of just become that. And next thing you know, you're accidentally hurting people that you love and you care about. Wow! And, uh, and you go, that's not who I am. But, but on one end, that's not who you are. But on the other side, you're getting applause and you're getting promoted. You're climbing up wow. a ladder. But meanwhile, you're losing friends and you're hurting people. But what's being fed is the idea that I think, as you said it in the beginning, that almost validates... Yeah, the the action like oh yeah yeah they don't get it they're not supposed to get it because you're yeah. in a movement that is built around agreement not relationship mm. yeah
1: yeah and I think a lot of it is like you said it gets Christendom rather than kingdom yeah exactly
3: yeah so Lori what was what was your experience
1: where do you feel like that disconnection may have started for you with our relationship the four of us
0: honestly I think I. I um I don't I think I was oblivious. I think yeah. I was just busy do, doing our thing. I don't think I really was. I don't really remember seeing. I don't know conflict or I don't know. Yeah. I think I, I don't really remember.
1: I think it was the boys. The women were yeah, acting all we right. Kinda yeah, we kind of have
0: this. <laughs> Des, and I were, Des and I were
3: always awesome. <laughs> we kind of have that running joke. Like, hey, if we were the ones, it <laughs> well, never happened. But that's all right.
2: <laughs> but I I remember I, I remember one day in particular. Um, and you'll probably remember when I say this, and I forget exactly how it was worded, but basically, you know, Lori asked me, What's happening to you? Mm. You know, and, and I forget how she worded that. But when your wife, you know, uh asked those questions, yeah. I think it was more like I don't even recognize you and some of the things you're doing i was so driven wow Mm -hmm. and it made me step back and that really for me was like oh snap man my wife doesn't recognize me anymore wow you know
0: well i think because the system that we were in the leader had to have all the answers and Mm -hmm. had to have the plan and the strategy and i don't even think you you recognized insecurities or even knew that that was manifesting
2: right Right. No, that's that's so true. Yeah. And so yeah. We,
0: we didn't know, how to, um, we hadn't seen uh, church culture navigating healthy confrontation and healthy conflict. It was cut off. And then the next, what we had been exposed to in the realm of church was... Boom, someone's gone. And there was no yeah. relationship after that. So we wow. hadn't seen healthy conflict, healthy confrontation. We didn't even have conversations. No. The, 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 the teams, the staff that we were a part mm-hmm. of in growing up was one day they're there. The next thing they're gone, there was, there was no relationship. It was so um, staff. Wow. Yeah. So right. we never had relationships with our leaders, not because right. we didn't want to. It just didn't happen. I mean, I can count on one hand, like the times that I was called or, you know, and, and you know, maybe I could have pursued, I don't know. It was just like foreign territory to have relationships and to build family.
3: Right.
0: and um, But that was the desire of our heart was to build family. We just didn't know how to do it yeah. because we had experienced church world, church culture, and sure. we didn't want that.
2: Well, what happens in that culture is simply this. You have hirelings and not family.
3: Ooh, wow. And so
2: you view everybody as you have a gift that I need to build my vision. Yes, And it's not even your heart, but it's what manifests because that's yeah. what you're a part of. That's and so, so that's was kind of our approach. And then with that, it's simply that there's somebody going to be wrong and there's somebody that's going to be right. And it's a job for the leader to be right. So, so good. The
0: leader had to always be right. And yeah. everyone had to have your perspective, your flavor. Right. They had to yeah. look like you so instead good. of letting people be themselves. And
2: disagreement meant the party's over. Someone has to leave. So good. You know,
1: What I'm hearing you guys say is really what we all desired was a family culture. Mm -hmm. Because that's family is based on relationship. And what we had was we had a structure and a system that was more based on transaction Mm -hmm. rather than relationship. And because it's based on transaction, like you were saying, Lori, I think when transactions go wrong or there's disagreement, people just go in and out of your life. It's yeah. it's like- There's only one option. Yeah, there's only- right. you cut them off. Yeah, it's like a, it's only one option. It feels more like an orphanage mm-hmm. where yes. people are going, coming, coming oh. and going, coming and going, coming and going, and it's not a family yes. where people are being sent.
0: Literally, we would hear that wasn't a good fit. Like staff would disappear, oh, that wasn't a good fit. What's that mean? But yeah. that's what we would hear. Right.
3: So we're like, we love that.
2: That's code for somebody disagreed.
3: <laughs> right. <Ooh.
2: laughs>
3: can, and I, can I just throw another um, curveball into the mix? So a lot of times I think that. Um, you know, as leaders and and being in these kind of structures, we don't a lot of times recognize the spiritual things that are actually at play as well in the midst of conflict. Like we have to understand this is like the enemy loves this. He loves to bring that Leviathan to try to disrupt all of the the healthy communication going on. He loves to, you know, empower Jezebel in your midst to to um you know control and manipulate and and steer people away from the lord you know and so there was some of that going on in my opinion, you know, that obviously we don't demonize any person, but there were people that came into our community, our church that were partnering with some of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they began to influence and talk and and bring people and and get people's ear and I feel like that also had a lot to do with yeah. that the the speculation that rose yeah. and the disconnection that arose and the um just the uh, conflict that arose cuz sometimes there would be this tension and, and we didn't even really know what it was, why right. there yeah. was tension. You, just you feel know feel it. Yeah. Right. Well, I think part of
1: that, like for those who need some theology on this, we all agree when you read scripture that we can partner with the Holy Spirit. We mm-hmm. have a choice to partner with the Holy Spirit. At the same aspect, if you can partner with the Holy Spirit, you can partner with the ungodly spirit. Yeah. Whether knowingly or unknowingly. Right. And I believe the enemy just looks to feed on a culture where, you know, if there's any disagreement, if there's hurt, if there's those those places where, uh, if I, I just say it this way, you know, everything needs to be brought to the light. And when we have insecurities, bitterness, when we have these things that we're holding onto that can be actually healed and cut and talked out in the conscious relationship, when you hold that, it becomes a breeding ground. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's one food. of the names of <laughs> Satan is the Lord of the flies. Yeah. And so flies look for, they, they feed off crap,
3: <laughs> right? It's
1: just dead right. things. And when you have those things that aren't brought to the light in the context of relationship, it becomes a breeding ground that any 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 partnership that maybe a person has with an ungodly spirit can kind of weave the way in and bring greater division. And that's what we were seeing. Right.
3: Yeah.
1: Right. You know, it came into our relationship, yeah. got get into our ears on, on both sides. And now we're starting to see this great divide. Where we were once not just great friends, running together, you know, running together, doing life together. I mean, we would we would go on trips together. We would have yeah. you know just all the fun things that we we so love that we're actually part of the family. Mm-hmm. But the system that we were in was actually uh, was an idol,
2: yeah.
1: and it spoke louder than our family structures. With like like off away from ministry. We were having great. fun. It was yeah. great. Yeah. It was great. But it was the ministry side that began to create such a divide and hurt and woundedness. And I remember just, just thinking like, man, I, I like, I don't know how much more
2: I can last. Right. Yeah. All I right? think you you, you start filling it, even though you don't initially necessarily see it you you feel it yeah i remember specifically looking back you know that's the beauty of having history you can look back um and see more clearly sometimes um and honestly and i remember a conversation with, with several of the board members you know because there's small little things i mean you know yeah. at the end of the day this all could have been resolved with one yeah. you know dinner um you know some fajitas and <laughs> some on. coffee i mean we could have worked <laughs> it out but that conversation never happened yeah. because someone's wrong and someone's right and we're right. going to get to the bottom of this and i remember a couple um, you know, board members in particular came to me because we had to have a board um, and said, well, what are you going to do about this? And it wasn't even a big deal, but it pu- pushed me in a corner because of the system we were in to wow. make a decision. Oh wow! I didn't want to make a decision, but oh, I was wow. aware that I had to make a, posi- a decision because of the position yeah. I was in. So that was the way you had to think in that organization.
1: Yeah. I think you're right on because I think what happens is in that structure, you know, there's more of a pressure that won't have to be right than to actually choose influence. Right. And there's a right. difference. I think sometimes we love being right than actually influence. And the, actually the role of a father is not just to be right, it's actually to have influence. Right. And uh, we've talked about this, like like we love being right rather than having influence. Right. A- and sometimes if we can guard the sake of having influence, eventually somebody can listen to the truth that we have to, to bring and, and there just wasn't there. It wasn't there,
3: so l- let's um, share the rest of this part of the story. I feel like it's it's you know very relevant to to the rest of the story. After that, you know, we went during that time when we were doing campus ministry. God made it apparent to us that all the students that we were pouring into that they needed some discipleship. They needed some you know mothering and fathering, and yeah. and so God put on our hearts to start um, a school of ministry. And yeah. so we started planning and 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 preparing for that, and we were really excited. <laughs> and it was gonna it was gonna be under the church so yeah. we um, we're all set we actually went on a mission trip to India right right before our school was starting and I you know part
1: of that I think we started feeling that because when we were talking to Lance and Lori about starting the school I think there was a divide already yeah. about what the school was going to look like like sure. we had some vision and I think once again in that structure and that system it was like well what's going to be produced right and so there was already some division there yeah of where the future history of the of the school was well, I think go. it
2: revealed so much yeah I think that's a crucial part I forgot Forgot about that, maybe conveniently of the story, <laughs> but honestly, looking back, I can see it now, and and really that birthed a lot of insecurities in me mm-hmm. because now you're gonna have position, you know, with the the young fire in the church, and you have a school that's somewhat connected but not connected. And I remember yeah. the things that were birthed in my heart, and that manifested out of that fear, yeah. anxiety, worry, panic, all of that. And um, I remember thinking, well, we have to be over this. Yeah. remember that conversation like yeah. well we have to be over this yeah. you know like yeah and I remember Matt you saying well what do you I mean don't you trust me and I'm like yeah. well yeah but we have to be over it because yeah. we in our mind we <laughs> we had to be over it yeah
0: <laughs> I remember even some of the curriculum that we were looking at on the theology was even a little off and yeah. so you guys went and were like this isn't right uh-huh. I remember having uh-huh. this conversation and we were like totally agreeing with that
3: and
1: I- It was so interesting. So there's a backstory. And as you were sharing, we went on a mission trip.
3: Yeah. So we went to India and it was um, a trip from hell. Um,
1: (laughs) We have to do an episode just on that. That's a whole
3: other story. So, you know, it was just all of the things that you plan for for mission trips you know we have team meetings we have you know what to prepare for and everything and pretty much anything that could go wrong on a mission trip that pretty much happened on this (laughs) trip so it was just a really hard trip but all the while in the back of our minds we're thinking oh we're starting the school when we get back and things feel weird things feel tense things feel funky and we don't even know why you know and so we're like okay lord well whatever you know i guess we'll find out the week we got back we were actually launching the school the following week. Uh-huh. And so we had a girl that we had just met and was actually flying all the way from Romania to come be a part of the Shout school. Shout out to Sarah. And, um, you know, we had three students total that were doing our first year program. Yeah. And so we were all excited. And um, so we get back and it's our first Sunday <laughs> with the oh school. With the school. And yeah. we can totally laugh about this
2: now. Yep, but you laugh now. <laughs>
3: yes. And so we got to tell this part of the story, you know. And so we go to church and you know i don't remember all the details you might remember more but it was yeah, just awkward Yeah, <laughs> well, sorry, at what? this point
1: all the tension came to a head because the more you hold in you know bitterness unforgiveness fear once again fear makes us out of worse and so right. yeah. well, there was so much fear built up uh in this uh in our relationship i mean we were pretty much running together and then All of a sudden, this happens. So we get back on that Sunday, and I'm exhausted. I mean, we're exhausted. We just had the trip from like, like, did testimonies. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And and your dad was there. Yes. I remember that. Yep. Was he? Yeah. I remember We my, did testimonies. Yeah. I do
3: not remember. And this yep. is why I remember
2: because back up just a quick second. Um, while you guys were gone for the two weeks, that's when I had a conversation with a couple of the board members. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They came in and said, You gotta make a decision. Oh. So while you were gone, I'm like, Okay, when they get back, I have to make a decision. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. so
1: on that context, we get back, it's a Sunday morning and you could just feel the tension in the air. Like it was so thick. A couple of times I'm I'm like during worship, I'm like I feel like I'm gonna throw up. What's going on? Like, like like this is intense. This is really intense. What's going on, Lord? And I'm thinking and I don't I'm thinking like, okay, is it just because I have fear we're starting a school? We have students here. Like what what's kind of going on? And we were starting the school that uh the next day was Monday. And so we get to the end of the meeting and Lance comes up and says, Hey, can we meet?
2: In an alley behind the church. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so he goes. Yeah, we go out, and you want to take it away, Lex? <laughs>
2: not, <laughs> not, really. You know, this That's is this fine. is yeah. This is the the for me the worst part of the story because it revealed to me the the low that I actually hit. And uh, but yeah, you know, I said, hey guys, can we meet real quick? They had no idea what was coming. You can feel something, but I knew what I was. I knew what I was going to say, and I knew what I was going to do. They had no idea. This is horrible. Take him in the back of an alley. It was and just Matt. I wasn't with just, you. Yeah. yeah it was
3: sad. I wasn't yeah. there. Yeah,
2: the, the, the girls went, weren't there. Went,
3: if it was up to
1: ladies, we wouldn't even be. You know, it's, it's
2: once again. I just remember telling them, you know, that hey, you know what, uh, we're going to have to release you guys and you know let you go, and, and we can't do this anymore. And, and basically, we, we joke around and say I fired them in an alley, <laughs> but um, and and uh, but that's what happened, you know, in an alley you know, and it came to that. You know, two of our closest friends, we loved them, and here I am letting them go in an alley. How how horrible is that, you know? And, uh, but we went our separate ways, but quickly people would come in and validate the decision and make you feel like you did the right thing. And it was a badge of honor, you know, you made the tough decision mm. and, and your heart's bleeding. Wow. Yeah. So I here remember. we are. Oh, and I remember, am sorry to interrupt, but I remember you calling me this because it gets worse. And, you're, and, and, you know, and we would sew in, um, you know, to, to them, um, to the ministry. It wasn't salary per se, but it was seed, you know, into the- Like the missionaries. Campus. We yeah.
1: Were, yeah. yeah, campus missionaries. missionaries.
2: Yeah, and I would say to pastors out there, if you're going to sow to sew, so to sow. Don't sew with any expectation whatsoever, but we'll touch yeah. that another time. And you called me, Matt. I don't even think it was a day after. It was soon after, at least, uh, and said, hey, uh, can you keep us on for a little bit? Because yeah. it was a significant amount, you know? It was the biggest amount that we... <laughs> yeah, and I said, no, you're." we, we cut them off with no yeah. pre-warning. And you don't do that to family. And that was the yeah. ugliest moment in my ministry. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I... I wasn't I wasn't an angel either. I wasn't you know I know there were some things and and so here we are. We getting asked to leave. We have to start school the next day. And I think we were just. I think the main thing was we were just so kind of maybe wounded and hurt because we're you guys were our friends. I mean it was more about the friendship, the relationship because we didn't have anybody else closer as mm-hmm. not just peers but actually you know people you do life with. And so this is actually the end of this part. We're gonna have a two part series on this podcast. And so we separated our own ways.
3: I just remember that day, um, Matt came out to the parking lot because I was waiting with our new yeah. students of our new school in the in the parking lot. And I see his eyes are like all red and puffy. And I'm like, oh no, what just happened? <laughs> um, and then he comes up to me and just says, we got to go. And I'm like, what do you mean we got to go? What What does that mean? Yeah, they just told us that we need to leave now, you know, and it's not working out. And I'm like, I didn't know how to respond. I was, I think I was a little bit shocked, but I, then my attention immediately went, okay, well, what are we going to do with the school? You know? So we had to navigate that, you know, because our heart, and, and I'm really thankful for this, this um, part of it, that I feel like God just made us so aware, even in that moment, that If our heart posture does not stay pure and does not stay clean, this will affect us and everything after this will, it will, you know, it would just wouldn't be good for us and it wouldn't be good for everything we put our hand to and for all the people that we pour into. And so we just determined in that moment, like whatever is going to happen, let it happen. But we are not going to speak ill of you guys, we are not going to, you know, create sides. We're not going to take people. We're not going to, you know, try to paint a bad picture to make us look good. And you look bad. We're not doing that. We're not playing with that fire. We're not. And yeah, so we, we then went and um, shared with the students and we said, okay, guys, I guess, guess we're going to start the school out of our house. And they're Uh, all, were fine with it. And so that's what we began to do.
1: So we will pick up the rest of this story on the
3: next episode to be continued to be (laughs)
1: continued hey if this podcast has enriched your life make sure to subscribe and would you share this podcast with a friend or family member as it will help us extend our reach thank you for listening to the show today until next time this is Matt
3: Gonzalez and this is Desiree Gonzalez we are out be blessed